Right down. I heard the song. I had to share it with you guys. It's only a part of it, but I really like the song. So uh, let's get into today's Bible study. Today we are doing, that's right, the place that none of us want to go to, and that is hell. Um, I found quite a few scriptures today on the topics of hell, and it's not a full, again, a lot of a lot of the sermons I do, they're just like parts, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to come back to it, like I did faith, there's a ton more I can do on faith and love and you know, so it's just, um, I know there's, I'm not going to be able to touch on every single thing, you know, today, but, you know, this is just the beginning of the podcast. So, before we get into it, I'm starting this um, um, uh, kind of thing, I don't know how to say, like a program a little bit. Um, I'm going to be giving out Bibles to those who need it over the summer. I will ship it, mail it to you guys. I don't know how exactly how much I'm going to have or how much I'm going to get. I'm going to see if I can work with some churches and um, different organizations to kind of help me out, you know. Um, and anybody who does help me out will also get credit for it. But I just want to see how much I get my hands on, how much I have to buy. And and then as I get closer, I'm, I'm thinking about the first week of August. is when I'll start. That'll be the deadline, and I'll start shipping them out. Um, so if you email me at christiansunitedministry at gmail.com with your name and info, your contact info, um, then that would, in, uh, that will enroll you into that program to get you, to get a Bible. It's going to be a King James version. Um, and I'll set, we'll set everything up as we get closer to it. It's going to be a first come first serve. Um, it's one of the many things I plan on doing. Um, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of something, a surprise, um, sort of. So I don't want to say anything, but there is something in the works that is coming. And really, so we all can do some good here. All right. So let's get right into it. We're talking about my worst topic ever, and that is hell. And we may ask ourselves, what is hell? Well, hell is the place where you're put if we reject Jesus, Jesus Christ. And, you know, it takes a lot to go there. You know what I'm saying? Not to go there, to get out of there. You know, if you if all think about the one way, is we're all predestined for hell, right? We're all, we're just wired to go to hell. It's those true followers who get ourselves out of going to hell. So it's a good way to think about it. You know, we're all born... You know, sin-free, obviously. You know, and even some disagree with that. But from what I understand from the Bible, what the Lord tells me is, we're all we all come out sinless, right? It's when we get older, sin starts coming in, where we start, and it's inevitable. You know, the only person was inevitable for was Jesus Christ. So it's it's definitely a challenge. And like I said, we're all destined to go to hell. And from what I got today. I got kind of different uh, explanations of how, how, what happens when you go there, and you know, and it tells us exactly the odds of going there. We already went over some of this information as well, by the way, hint, hint. So let's get into it. The first book I want to go to is actually the last, and that is Revelation. We're going to go to Revelation 21, verse 8. And it says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the indomitable, excuse me, 
abominable, not abominable, and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake with burnt with the fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So he's giving us, he's telling us to reveal. Remember, revelation is to reveal, right? It reveals everything, the end of the world, you know, um, goes from the beginning to current to future. So it's the revelation of everything. It's revealing everything. I'm thinking about, uh, I like to think about the Bible, kind of go off track a little bit. It's like everything leads up to the revelation. We learn everything we're supposed to learn first. And the revelation really gives you the, the revelation really gives you the, oh, puts everything together, connects all the dots. I like to think about it that way. Um, revelation itself can be a very confusing chapter, which is why I, why it's in the back. You know, we should really get to know the whole beginning of the Bible before we go into Revelation, because it's confusing. And we have to know some parts, some important information, so we can truly understand what we're getting from Revelation. Because again, it's, it's like a ultimate reveal. So he's telling us the fearful and the unbelieving. <clears throat> so he puts, he doesn't put a comma in there. I mean, he does put a comment in there, but I didn't put a comment in there. And the reason why is because they go together. If you truly believe in the Lord and love the Lord and trust the Lord and have full faith, then you wouldn't be fearful. You wouldn't have fear. Um, I mean, obviously, if we have a little bit of fear, but that fear, when it first comes up, is the devil putting it inside of you. But you should be able to immediately dispel that once you accept Lord Jesus Christ into whatever situation it is and hand it off to the Lord. So let's say if we're walking down the dark path, right? Of course we're gonna be scared at first. But when you pray to God and say, listen, Lord, please watch over me, take over me, take over. That fear should go right away. And that goes right into the unbelieving. Because if you're fearful, you don't truly unbelieve. You don't truly believe, rather. We gotta make sure that we truly believe and trust. And where does that come from? Faith. That comes right from faith, which we all know you don't go to heaven without faith and love. Abominable. People who abominate to the, to the Bible. People who are an abomination, a bad representation of Jesus Christ. Murderers. That's obvious. You know, if you murder somebody, you know, you're a murderer. You're not going to make it into heaven. You know, again, people are like, well, King David. Well, King David repented. And we got to remember through repentance, your sins are forgiven and forgotten. So when you truly repent for a murder, like I'm not saying we should go murder people and repent for it. But if we truly, if we truly were, you know, repentful and God forgave, gives us that he forgotten. So you're no longer a murderer. We got to remember that. Whoremongers, uh, we all know what whores are. You know, people who sleep around, people who are, uh, you know, just have random sex. People were just like, you know, exactly, exactly what it says. Um, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars. It's all self-explanatory for us in there. Um, should have their part in the lake with burnt fire and brimstone. So that is hell. Now, what does it say by that is, which is the second death? Well, you can only die once, right? Wrong. When we die from this earth, our bodies die. But when we go to hell, 
our souls die. And we're going to read a verse that's going to be similar to that. So remember, we're further in the podcast um, to remember this because it's really the second death signifies one that it's for an eternity. Like, you know, when you die off the planet, you're off the planet forever. You don't come back. So we need to remember. We need to remember that what happens after here is not the end as long as we're going to heaven. But as we can see, it's signified the end is hell. If you, if you go to hell, if you go to hell, there is an end. And then you're not as your hell itself will end, but end to life. Because remember when we talk, when the Bible talks about life, he talks as uh, it represents heaven. Life, heaven, death is hell. You got to remember that. But that's eternity, and I promise you, that's a long time. That's forever and ever and ever. It's non- never stopping. Hell is locked from within, believe it or not. So the next bo- chapter, book rather, we're going to, is my favorite. And I shouldn't say anything. You should already know what it is, right? Just kidding. It's Matthew. Matthew 25, verse 46, the very last verse. And it says, These things shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So he says, We can go either go to punishment, which is hell, or life that is eternal. Again, hell and heaven. And look at the word punishment. Punishment is is a severe word. It's a big word. It's punishment is for not doing as you're told. When you send your kid to the corner, that's a punishment. When you when you have them go get ice cream, that's a reward. So that's exactly what it is. You got hell, which is the punishment, heaven, which is the reward. And this is a punishment, though. That you know, when you have your kids in the corner, you don't just like you know, no, never mind, change my mind. No. And that's what God does. God will not, once you're sent to hell, you're there. He doesn't change his mind and say, listen, you're, uh, uh, good luck. Come on, let's go. You're good, you, you, did, you did your, you did your part? There you go, come on up. No. Once you're in hell, you're in hell. And that's a pretty scary fact. It's a very scary but real fact. Because it says everlasting, everlasting punishment. So, you know, that's what we do now matters. You know, a lot of people are caught up in the world. There are a lot of people who can't leave the world. They don't realize that this, this world is temporary, right? So a lot of people focus on getting the nicest car, the biggest house, the newest technology, etc., etc. But fail to realize that you can have that, but do you really want to spend the whole... Like, I'm not saying that... I'm obviously not saying that if you have it, you know, you're not going to go to hell. But you're not going to go to heaven, rather. But your whole shit priority shouldn't be on that car. It should be on God. And that's why God says that... Um, we read that the other day. It was yesterday the other day. Where he, you don't see him lift up the, the rich. He lifts up the lowly. The rich aren't, like, you know, because they are, they they trick themselves into being 
self-efficient or self-needed. You know, they don't need anything else but themselves because they have all the money. So they're numb. They're numb to the need of God. They don't ask for it. They don't want it. And we're going to stay right here in Matthew. We're going to go to chapter 13, verse 50. Some big chapters, right? And again, he's just, again, we're going, what's going to happen in hell? And it says, and shall cast. So we'll go scroll up a little more 49. Let's make it make sense. So shall it be at the end of the world, the angels came, shall come forth and sever the wicked among the just. Who's the wicked? The evil ones, the people going to hell. And shall cast them into the furnace of fire. Now, not mind you, before we continue with that verse, only like six more words. But remember that everywhere we read, it has something to do with fire, right? And do we want to sleep in fire? No. Do you want to live in fire? No. And there's the next sentence: is there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth, and it's going to be miserable. It's going to be the absolute torture. We got a lot of people who are like, you know, I hear that a lot of excuses, and that's kind of where I want to break it in. Is I uh, I hear the excuses all the time where I'm like, oh, I'll just chill in hell. I'll be okay. I can go to hell. It's fine. You know, I don't want God. It's fine. But you know what? What are you going to send me to hell? Oh, they don't realize how scary it is. You don't realize how miserable and torturous it's going to be. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were, they they didn't know, and they were all like, "Oh, you know what? It's whatever. It's fine. Punish me. I'm going to hell anyways." You know. But why would you want to go to hell? Why would you want to go to hell? This person said that they want to have peace, so they're going to join a different religion of Buddhism. And I said, "You ain't telling me you're going to find peace and comfort in Jesus Christ." Otherwise, your life's going to be chaos. And you got to remember, the five seconds of peace is nothing. It's still going to go to doom. It's still gonna, you're still doomed. You're still going to have chaos in your life. And after that chaotic life, you're going to go right back to a chaotic death. Everlasting. Forever. It's never going to finish. So why would you want to go to hell? I feel bad and I pray and I feel sorry for every single person who says that. Everybody who says that, I feel bad for because they just truly don't know. So I continue to try to change her and show her the right way. So let's all pray for her and for those who need it, those who believe that hell will give them peace, will give them harmony, that hell does exist and we do not want to go there because that is a scary fact that someone's okay with going to hell are you okay with going to jail and even those who are okay with going to jail it's ten times worse it's a hundred thousand times worse than jail right so let's think about being in a, in a burning building you know do you want to stay there or do you want to get out and I know it's, like, oh, it's kind of like a Rough, rough way to put rough way to put it, Travis. But oh, I have to put it that way. We have to truly understand what hell is. Because it's somewhere we do not want to go. It's somewhere we definitely don't want to go. 
right. Next one we're going to go to is Matthew 9, chapter, uh, verse, chapter 9, verse 43. And it states, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into the life maimed than two, said maimed, maimed, <laughs> than having two hands to, to go into hell, into the fire that should never be quenched. And let's look at the bottom half first. The fire that shall never be quenched. That's a scary thought right there. That's a scary thought. And anyway, so he's saying, he is, what Jesus is saying here is it's extremely imperative that we take not but the only extreme, extreme methods to avoid sin. we got to work extremely hard. I'm using extremely a lot because it's extremely extreme. We got to do whatever it takes to avoid going to hell. He says, you're, you're better off cutting your arms, your legs, pluck an eye out, you know, do it all if it's going to mean keeping you from sin. Now, he's not saying cut your hand off and you should be free. You should be free and you're not going to hell. No, he's saying that Whatever is bringing you sin, cut it off. TV, internet, you know, friends, even family. If any part of your life is bringing you sin, you need to cut it out. No matter how hard it is. Because it will cost you your seat in hell, heaven. Next we're going to go to a book that we haven't made ourselves familiar yet with but it's the book of Jude and we're going to it's only one book in Jude and it's going to be verse 7 and it says even as Sodom and Gomorrah in the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example Suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So what is he saying? Now, in order to understand that verse, um, I'm not quite familiar with Gomorrah. I've got, got to educate myself more on that. But it's the kingdom of Sodom, the city of Sodom, rather, was a city where they were doing all Christ's of pagan acts, having sex with each other, string, uh, strangers, around the streets, you know, it was um, a whole lot of sin going by. I remember I, uh, Abraham's nephew was there and Jesus had, gave them a second chance, got him out but he burned down the city. Destroyed, destroyed the city. And it's important it's important to um to note that they were having the time of their lives, right? They were enjoying each other. They were happy. They were satisfied. They were doing whatever they wanted, right? You know, that's what that's what kind of we want. That's what we want now, is to have fun, enjoy ourselves, and you know, have a good time. But look what happened afterwards. He destroyed. God destroyed the city, and gotta be careful, you know. So he destroyed the whole city. He destroyed it. And that's what he's saying. It's like it should represent what's going to happen to us. Like we're going to have a time of our life here on earth. 
but our, we will be destroyed after we're dead, after we die of this flesh. You gotta remember that now is not what's happening now is not a depiction of where we're going. That's a sad mistake to make. Very sad one. Next, we're going to go to Proverbs, or Proverbs, 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 23, verse 14. We're, going to, uh, we're actually going to go up, I'm sorry, one more, 13, and it says, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beats them with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shall deliver his soul from hell. So what he's saying here is that we should, you know, it's important. You know, us Christians, us parents, us friends, us family, when we see someone else doing wrong, like sin-wise, you know, we're kind of too, like, you know, we're like, we're, we're, we don't want to correct them. We don't want to get after them about it, because we love them. They're our friends, or our family member, or our children. And we don't want to hurt them or offend them. But he's like, you know, when you see your child, right? When you see your child doing bad, you gotta correct it, right? Doesn't mean you don't love them. You just have to correct it. And that's what he's saying here. It's not just with our own personal children, with other children of God. When you see them falling off the wagon, we need to correct them. Whether whether we think we're hurting them or not, correcting them will save them. And if you don't save them, if you don't correct them, they shall die. And remember, when we talk about death, we're not talking about our flesh, because we're all going to die as flesh. We're talking about our souls. So that is something that, you know, you know, for a lot of us can learn from. A lot of us don't realize that what we do and what we allow around us does affect us and affects them as well. So we're going to go to Matthew 10, 28. And this is the second to last one. And it says, And fear not them not which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And that's exactly what we were going over. We were going right over it. And he's saying that... Um, He's saying that people can only kill your body, but they can't touch your soul. Right? So don't worry about them. Don't fear those people. Not even the devil can destroy your soul. The only person who can destroy your soul is God. And arguably yourself. You can force God's hands. God doesn't want to do it, but he has to do it. So, what he's saying by that is he's the only one able to kill both your soul and body. No one else can. The devil can't. <clears throat> if, someone, if someone ends up, God forbid, not going away, but really God forbid, and anybody murders you, don't be fair of them. Fear God. Because if you fear God, you believe in God, you trust in God, you have true faith in God, he'll protect you. And you will never have to worry about being murdered, because he won't. Because only he can murder you. In a sense of your soul and body in hell. 
But if we truly trust in the Lord to protect us, nothing will happen to our body or our flesh until God's willing. That's that's, that's a, quite a relief for me at least. And next, lastly, we're going to go over a chapter we've already been in, and it's Matthew 7. We're going to go right to 13. And this is the ult, one of the ultimate eye-opening scriptures in the entire Bible. And it says, Enter ye into the, and at the straight gate, for, the, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be, go in thereat. So, here is the heartbroken, eye-opening fact. It's a lot of people are going to hell. Only a few. God says only a remnant. What's remnants? The crumbs are going to make it to heaven. Most people won't truly accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. They won't do his will, live his will. But we need to truly, truly open our eyes and realize that. Even us Christians who do accept Jesus Christ, who not one of those people like, okay, I'm just going to chill in hell. Those who actually want to go to heaven, we need to realize the difficulty in that's going to be. You got to give every ounce to the Lord, because the Lord will give us every ounce, shall we give him. But look at that statement. Read that, read that verse one more time. Only a few few will make it into the straight narrow gate you've seen that the gate to hell is wide open it's you have arrows pointing here you have someone dancing uh, controlling the flow of traffic into hell it's easy to find it's easy to find that's why we got to be the light and the salt of God's word Because without that light, without that guidance from each other, we're doomed. And as we went over today, we do not want to be going to hell. <laughs> we don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I believe if you're listening to this podcast, you're truly one of those people who do not want to go to hell. So let's all pray for each other and pray for ourselves and ask the Lord for help as we are weak because we can't do it ourselves. We need him. Without the Lord, we are nothing. So that concludes today's sermon. Um, just again, if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, needs advice, has any suggestions for the podcast, you can always email me at Christians United Ministry at gmail.com My name is Travis. This is Christians United Ministry. God be with you.